just a reminder, the Attract More Clients Accelerator Workshop is happening today, Monday the 11th to Wednesday the 13th. We will be meeting all three days this week at 12 p.m. Eastern time in the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. I am so excited about this workshop and I really hope you'll join me. If you felt at all stuck in 2020 or if you were feeling like you're putting a ton of content out there and it's just not resonating with your ideal audience, you'll want to be at the workshop. On day one, we will be looking at or inventorying your brand messaging. Day two, we will go from crickets to traction, how to kickstart engagement. Day three will be focusing more on going from stuck to unstoppable for a solid foundation of success. I really hope you'll join me to access the workshop. It's totally free. I will have the link to the Facebook group in the show notes, or you can just go over to Facebook and in the search bar type the female entrepreneur insider and the group will come up. You do have to join. So give yourself a little bit of time to go in and log on and join the group. And then from there, you'll be able to access the live. So I can't wait to see you there. Be sure to, you know, engage in the group and drop any comments. We will be giving away a prize at the end of the week. I'll see you there. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you're here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in this second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Happy New Year. I know we are already well into January of 2021, but I don't think I've actually said Happy New Year to you guys yet. So I do wish you all such a beautiful, beautiful year of just love, success, joy, whatever it is you're searching for this year. I hope it comes your way. So I have been putting some thought into what I learned in 2020 and you know, every year I like to look back on the year and maybe you guys do this too, but, you know, really look at how the year went, what I did right, what I did wrong, what mistakes I made that I can learn from, how can I move forward and do better than the year before? Were my goals reached and, or were they, you know, too big? Uh, Maybe they were too small. Maybe I overachieved and learned that I can push myself further and farther and, and do more. So I've been thinking about all these things and I I came up with a list of a few things that I just wanted to share with you because maybe they'll give you a different perspective on your experience of 2020 or even give you some direction going forward into 2021. So 2020 was a year, obviously, of trials, challenges, loss, chaos, and overwhelm. There were so many things, right? But there were positives. And as I look back and I recap 
what I learned as I moved through one of the hardest years of my life is that everything is a choice. The result of any experience is what we make of it. We can choose to be sad, angry, overwhelmed, frustrated, or we can choose to be grateful and look forward to brighter days. Now, (laughs) the reality is sometimes it's really hard to do that, to make the choice to be grateful and look forward. I've probably told you that in a six-week time frame, we lost my grandmother, who I was very close to, Daisy, our 11-year-old golden doodle, and my mother-in-law. And I adored my mother-in-law. Loss is never easy. It stinks. It absolutely stinks. But not being able to travel for funerals or have the hugs and be able to in-person share the memories with my family and my in-laws, it made it a thousand times worse. We were blessed. We were able to be with Daisy when they put her down, but it was still awful. We had masks on and the whole situation was awful. We couldn't be with her at any of the vet appointments. So all in all, it was a dreadful experience. But, you know, honestly, even though I was with her, it's like because of everything else, I don't feel closure to any of those losses that I had in 2020. I'm still having dreams about everyone. And, you know, it's just, It was hard. It was really, really hard. But I had to reframe my thoughts. I had to reframe my thinking. And there was beauty and peace in the fact that both my grandmother and my mother-in-law had faith and they weren't afraid of death. In fact, I think they were both probably pretty ready to go. Neither one suffered for a long period of time. Both were extremely strong, independent, and inspiring women who both had dementia. But you know what? They were surrounded by people who loved them. And they left legacies for our future generations. So at the end of the day, I do mourn their loss. But I'm also just so incredibly grateful that I was able to experience both of them in my life. Not everyone gets to experience having a grandmother in their life. So many of my friends, their grandparents had passed on before they even got to meet them or they were little. And so they didn't have good memories and they didn't experience the teaching from grandparents and things like that. So I was super blessed that I had that in my life. And I was also blessed to have my mother-in-law And the fact that she loved and appreciated me and I loved and appreciated her. I know so many people who have those monsters-in-laws versus mothers-in-law. And I feel really blessed that I did have a relationship with my mother-in-law. And we have a lot of good memories that I can, you know, talk to my husband about and remind my kids about. So I feel super blessed. And As sad as the year was and as heavy as the year was, there were all these little blessings. And the one that really kind of keeps me focused on my faith too is, you know, before our sweet Daisy passed away, we ordered a puppy, the same breed, a golden doodle, because we all have allergies and very, very seldom can you adopt one. So we have had to, you know, get them from a breeder, which I am in total support of adopting pets. I just want to say that especially dogs, but I just, you know, we can't, haven't been able to do that because of our allergies. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, we were excited to have Daisy help us raise the puppy, but she passed away unexpectedly. She was diagnosed with cancer and within three days, four days, we lost her. 
she had not been sick. She was still walking a couple miles a day with me. And then all of a sudden she just got so ill. But the funny thing is, or maybe it's not funny, but maybe it's ironic. You know, we ordered that puppy thinking that Daisy would help raise this puppy, that it would be so easy for us to potty train and everything else. And then she was gone. And we also had the fact that all five of us were home. So it was a double blessing in that regards because all five of us were here to love and hold and and just be with Daisy every second of every day for those last couple months of her life, which to me is pretty remarkable. And then, you know, we were all five here for the puppy. So we never would have ordered that puppy had number one, it been for COVID and number two, it hadn't been for Daisy. So, you know, it's just, it just reminds me that God's timing is always impeccable. My timing, not so much, but God's timing is always spot on. So that's one thing I learned. The second thing I learned is that I have never, ever been a patient person. I mean, never. I am like, come on, let's go right now. I want the answers right now. I don't want to wait for anything. I don't want to be delayed by anyone. I just want to make the decision and go full steam ahead. So 2020 totally changed that. I've learned to live in the moment and not rush. I'm taking things one day at a time and sitting with decisions and experiences instead of rushing through to the next thing. With patience has come acceptance that things aren't always on my time, but God's time. I am more willing to let things come to me and not forcing things to happen. Having more patience also means giving myself grace to learn and do more peacefully than rushed and harried and anxious about the outcomes. The third thing I learned is that I'm never too old to transform. For years, I've lived in a state of anxiety, fear, doubt, insecurity, and I don't mean every single day for all of my life, but in, you know, ebbs and flows. I've gone, you know, in and out of of times and spaces in my life where I definitely suffered from anxiety. And because of that fear and self-doubt and insecurity all crept in. But as I started to become more grateful and more patient, I became more aware of my emotions and less anxious. I dove into mindset work and that You know, I never would have done that had 2020 not provided online networking and growth opportunities for me to meet the coach that I met. Transformation is not easy. It takes dedication and hard work, but it is possible and it's beautiful when it happens. It's like looking at myself from above and watching me grow into who I always knew I could be. And not that you guys, I didn't have to like completely transform my entire being, but I have to say like 2020 matured me emotionally. I am (laughs) into way less drama, you know, used to, I could get pretty dramatic if, you know, things weren't going my way or I was anxious or whatever, but 2020 really kind of refocused and helped me transform all of that energy inside me to something more positive. So the fourth thing, number four, After faith, family is everything. Don't get me wrong. I adore my friends, but my family and my best friends who I consider family are all I need to survive. I have cherished every single moment with them. It's amazing how people come into your life for a purpose. 
with all of the chaos and political unrest we experienced in 2020, I also learned that a lot of people aren't who we think they are. I was shocked at a lot of the content I saw on social media, and it really made me reconsider how I adhere to my values and integrity and who I will let into my life. I was at times heartbroken by the statements and actions of others. Other times I was just disappointed. And yet other times with other people, I was shockingly proud, you know, just depending on who it was and and what they were stepping up to say or the values they were demonstrating, the ethics, the morals. It was such an interesting year to observe other people. I'm not one to put myself out there. I don't get into political conversations or, you know, debates very often. I will discuss that if someone wants to do so in a very kind, respectful way and, you know, agree to disagree, but I'm not going to put all that stuff out on social media. So I found that somewhat intimidating, but what really bothered me was the hate that cycled through my social media feeds. And I ended up blocking people. And the one thing that I have to say is, you know, throughout the course of my life, if there was negative energy, if there was someone that just made me feel anxious or didn't light me up in a way that was positive, didn't, you know, just made me feel down or dreadful or, you know, heavy after the time we spent together or conversations we had, I've learned that I have to let them go. I can still be kind to them. I can still help them if they need help. But to have that day-to-day interaction with those people that are filled with dismay and hate and just can't think positively, it's just too much. And I would encourage you to if you have struggled with, you know, relationships in your life and if you've struggled with attracting the wrong clients or, you know, if people are weighing you down and you just don't feel like you can take it anymore, evaluate who those people are and take a step back. Maybe you can let them back into your life, but stick up for yourself. Don't let them weigh you down. Go for those people that make you feel good. They give you positive energy. They make you want to do more. They make you want to make yourself better. Don't stick with those people that are holding you back and making you feel heavy and down and just like life's not even worth it. So really, I encourage you to really evaluate that. I did that this year to more extent than I'd ever done before. And I have to tell you, it's freeing. When you really look at how much better you feel when you eliminate all that negative energy, it's amazing. Okay, number five. Faith gives hope, and without hope, there is no joy or courage. This is a deeper one. There were moments in 2020 that fear overcame me. I didn't want to leave my house. Every sniffle, cough, or sneeze made me nervous that one of us had contracted COVID. But the more I put my trust in God for protection and for His will to be done, I became more at peace, less afraid, more hopeful, and more courageous. As I became more courageous, I was able to live in the moment and experience joy instead of living in fear. I don't like to go to the grocery store at all. In fact, I let my college boys go to the grocery store 90% of the time if they are home. I try to avoid it if I can. But I even found, this is funny, but I even found, you know, when as I found courage to go to the grocery store, I found joy in going to the grocery store. It was like this new leash on life. I was like, you know, it was like, okay, I can do this. I'm not going to get sick. I'm 
perfectly fine. I have a mask on. I have my wipes. I'm good. And it really kind of transformed my whole thought process really around all of the activities I was doing as I let myself do more and get out more as long as I was responsible and respectful and made sure that I was keeping myself, my loved ones and others safe. It was fine. And so that was a big thing for me this year was that the the more faith I had, the more courage I had. And I know that that goes along with everything in life, but it was something that I really experienced profoundly this year. So even when we lost our loved ones, faith gave me hope that, you know what? I'll see them again someday in heaven. I was blessed to have them here on earth. I'm so grateful I had them. And despite the fact that I want to give them a hug so incredibly desperately badly, I know that I can be grateful that they're in heaven and they're watching over us. I feel like my kids have guardian angels, you know, two more, maybe three more. I don't know, you know, watching over them and kind of being our guiding lights for us and giving us hope for the future. The sixth thing, self-discipline and daily, daily habits are empowering. So this isn't necessarily new, new for me. I've always been very, very self-disciplined, very habitual, health, fitness, all those things have been incredibly important to me for many, many, many years. I mean, since I was young, but what I found were, you know, there were so many days I felt like doing nothing when I was feeling overwhelmed and struggling with fear and anxiety over the whole entire pandemic and the loss of loved ones that you know, everyone was home. So it kind of felt like a holiday and that on top of everything else. And it just, I didn't want to work. I didn't want to exercise. I didn't want to journal. I wanted to like eat chips and cookies all day. It's a good thing. I'm not a huge TV watcher because I can imagine that Netflix would have become my best friend. So it was, that was a good thing. But you know, what I found is that pushing myself to stay consistent and being disciplined rooted me in the daily practices that I needed to stay healthy, both physically and mentally. I maintained my healthy eating habits, daily exercise, and doing daily devotionals and journaling so that to my surprise, it became easier to do all those things every day because I needed them to give me a sense of security. The more I stuck with my routine and took care of myself, the better I felt the more I could focus, the better I slept, and the more hope I had for staying healthy and keeping my family healthy and keeping my business afloat. So that was a huge thing for me. And I would encourage you, if you've struggled at all with focus, if you're having trouble sleeping, start getting into a daily routine and really be disciplined about it. Get out of bed when that alarm goes off. Set it early if you're struggling to get everything done and you're feeling overwhelmed by the end of the day. If you're starting to feel fatigue at the, you know, towards the end of the day, move, get up, move. Let that be your exercise time. But really be strategic about how you plan your days so that you can maintain that routine to keep yourself disciplined, healthy habits, and keep yourself moving forward. Number seven, I learned to get more curious and get more curious, I should say, outside of my own box. Curiosity has enlightened me and enabled me to build new relationships and take both my business and my personal life to new levels. I didn't use to put myself out there. And there were so many times I felt intimidated or afraid of being judged or whatever. But the more curious I let myself be about 
learning new things, doing new things, and all of this virtual business online, it's given me an opportunity to be more curious and therefore learn and grow. And it's been fabulous. And number eight, I learned to dance through the storms of life to keep positive energy flowing. I'm telling you what, if you are feeling completely sad or depressed or overwhelmed or frustrated, can't focus, turn music on, move your body and just let that positive energy start flowing through you. I'm telling you, it will transition your mood and your attitude like nothing else. Number nine, grace. So along with patience and gratitude, I learned to give myself grace. As I dove into mindset work, I realized that I need to be gentle with myself. I can easily become consumed with to-do lists, what everyone else is doing, trying to keep up and racing through life to do all the things and be all the places. Through grace, I am allowing myself to take it all in and then choose which direction I want to go, which thing I want to do, etc. It's self-care at its finest. So think about that. Like if you are one of those people that like me is a type A personality and is always looking for the next goal and to do the next big thing and always looking at the big picture, take a step back. Give yourself that grace to just sit with decisions for a little while and really think about things and ponder things versus rushing through and just give yourself that time to sit and listen and be patient. So all of those words are so incredibly important and I just love them. And they've really made a huge impact on me through my experience in 2020. Number 10 is when it's time to pivot, pivot. For those first few months of the pandemic, I wasn't able to do any photography. I missed it and I missed working with people face to face, but What I realized is that what I really loved was coaching women and building brands that stand out and make an impact. And yes, I do that through photography, but I also love the coaching aspect of it. I don't ever want to give up photography. Don't get me wrong. But as I learned in 2020, there may be times when because of environmental factors that I can't control or maybe my physical health that I won't be able to work as a photographer. Having the time to focus on building my coaching business to help women find their second phase and build a solid foundation for success has been the most incredible experience. If I hadn't experienced the mindset transformation of 2020 and been forced to look at the future to create other streams of revenue, I might not have built the coaching business to what it is today. Everything happens for a reason and God always has a greater plan for me than I could have ever imagined. I'm serious. I map everything out. I think my life is all laid out. Everything's planned out. And then something like this happens and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I have no control. I really don't have control. And I just need to give that up and let God guide me, direct me, and then follow the path that he's laid out before me. And if I can impact more people doing something other than what I thought my plan was and was perfect and should be, then more power to it. I'm going to go with that plan. I guess, you know, being willing to pivot also means being able to be flexible and really going with the flow and where our journeys are leading us and guiding us and just let it be versus fighting it and going kicking and streaming. No, this isn't my way. I wanted my way and only my way, the way I had planned out. So that's a huge thing I learned. And that brings me full circle to gratitude. Back to gratitude. If it weren't for technology, many of us would have been lost and not able to work in 2020. So alas, 
Even though I may have Zoom fatigue some days, I am grateful for the gifts of technology and the ability to continue to grow my business, educate and inspire others, and help women grow their brands and businesses for future success. And not only has technology been great for business, it has been great for keeping up with my family. There will never be an excuse for not seeing someone again. I mean, I love that human contact, but we have Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, and others to at least keep us visually connected. Technology will never, ever replace the hugs. Never. (laughs) I am a hugger. Um, But I am so desperate for hugs right now. You guys can't even imagine. But at least, I mean... No, I, my immediate family gives me hugs. Don't get me wrong. But my mom and my sisters, they give amazing hugs and I cannot wait to see them in person. But at least it gives me a touching point, right? That visual, getting able to see them through a screen, at least it gives me a little bit of a touch point so that I can feel like I've seen them or been with them. I've been able to laugh with them and cry with them and all those things. So I would love, love, love to hear from you about what you learned in 2020 or even from this podcast was there something that really resonated with you was there something that you know struck a chord with you that you experienced and learned or maybe you can teach me something maybe one of these things happened to you and it was more profound than it was for me but i would love to hear how 2020 transformed you changed you inspired you have you looked at that have you thought about that i'm so curious I'm guessing you probably learned the same or similar things that I learned, but which ones really resonated with you the most? If you know anyone that could use some advice for looking at 2020 in a positive light, please share this episode with them. The more positive vibes we put out into the world, the better place it will be. All right. With that, I'm going to close out for today, but I'm so glad you were here. I truly appreciate each and every one of you that listen to me every week please connect with me somewhere and tell me that you're listening so I know who you are. Like I said, I'd love to hear your stories and your journeys too. And if you have questions, certainly drop in my email or, you know, I've got a thing on my website where you can actually ask questions and then I'll feature you on the podcast. That would be so cool. So you just go to the secondphasepodcast.com and it's right there. You just click that and it records your voice. Just make sure you tell me, you know, who you are in your Instagram handle so I can let you know when it's going to air. But I would love, love, love to hear from you. So please reach out. And again, if you know somebody that's struggling or just has had a really hard time looking at the positive things, you know, to push through life, please share this episode with them. All right, go on, have a great day and don't forget to smile. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, The Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the Second Phase podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.